candy girl. <laughs> and you got me. <laughs> Sugar. Aw, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. <laughs> and you got me rocking you. Put it down with me. When I kiss I'm you, Elena. Girl. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. Recapping the 2018 People's Choice Award winner for Best Drama, Riverdale. Oh, yeah. Democracy works, people. That's why you got to register to vote. And if there was a category for People's Choice Podcast, you know who'd be the winner? Cereal. Probably. Yeah. Being honest with ourselves. It's fine. So we're here. We are here to talk about Chapter 40, The Great Escape, written by Greg Murray and Ace Hassan, directed by Pam Romanowski. Yeah. The greatest episode in the history of Riverdale. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Okay, this is another one of those episodes where, like, they, the writers just had fun. Everybody had fun. Well, everyone did, but, like... Except Archie. They, <laughs> the characters did not all have fun. But it's like what we were talking about last week, mm-hmm, where they allowed mm-hmm. themselves to go places, and man, they went places. And the first place we go is uh, on parallel tracks. And we'll do this many times, actually. It's the conceit of the whole episode. Jughead is in the bunker mm-hmm. with Fangs and Sweet Pea and, and Tony and Cheryl. Yeah. Just like... His crew. His crew. His G&G crew. Talking about how um, they're they're imprisoned in the Gargoyle King's fortress. Mm-hmm. And, and they need to plan their escape. Well, the guards aren't, like, paying attention. But and he's saying this while we're seeing Archie and Joaquin in Leopold and Loeb Juvenile Detention Facility. Talking about how they gotta planning escape. Planning their escape. And how ah. they gotta do it now or never because of the guards. So then they just take off fucking running to the fence after uh joaquin signals baby teeth to to pick a fight with a guard to give him that extra like two seconds of of distraction yeah head start so so they take off but then like joaquin falls and archie goes back for him and they keep running and then the guards bring out fucking guns and just start shooting at a whole bunch of miners mm-hmm uh, we, we can see that it is clearly rubber bullets uh, that, that are bouncing off of them. I couldn't see that, but sure. As, as these uh, kids are, are being flung and falling off of the fences. Yes, and none of them make it. No, but just this the shot of Archie diving on Joaquin's body to shield him from the, the, the riot bullets. Yeah. It's really effective. Yes. Because Joaquin was, like, still trying to go. Even yeah, when they were yeah. like, this is bad, this is not going to work. He's, like, still trying to make it. And Archie actually, like, pulls him off the fence. Mm-hmm. So that he won't be a target. Yes. Uh, so that as soon as they're down, Jughead tells us that the mission was unsuccessful. It's the one time we see somebody rolling dice playing this game. <laughs> everyone died and everyone is very upset. Uh, and this is when Betty comes in. Mm-hmm. At the end of last episode. It's a fun bit of the the mood switching as you uh, recap a cliffhanger. Like, th- this is something that I see all the time uh, when I'm watching, like, like, 60s and 70s Doctor Who serials. Yeah. Where, like, they've got this big dramatic cliffhanger that ends it, and then... You see, you know, like what was the, going on? The, the same shot in the first three minutes of the next part, and they either use different takes to like bring it down to, you know, the the opening episode mood, or it just like really hits you in the face with some uh, dramatic tension. That's like, whoa, this came out of nowhere, and this one kind of goes for both. Yeah, Jughead's narration, his, his GMing, is very chill, very detached. But as soon as Betty comes in, it is just like last week. He's tweeting Speaking out all of a sudden. Yes. And you wonder why. <laughs> so so I guess Betty like kicks everyone else out and it's just Jughead and Get out Betty of our now. sex hole. You don't belong. And so she catches him up on everything she found out about the parents playing 
and Felix Featherhead, the principal, getting killed. Mm-hmm. And he lets her in on his theory about how they've been playing this game a whole lot longer than anyone's known about it. It's more than just a game. It applies to everything. And she just shuts him down. You're not making sense, and you're not listening to me. How many 16-year-old girls have said that to the men they date? I probably said that to you. Yeah, probably. (laughs) You don't make sense. What? (laughs) You still say that. I still say that all the time. Um, Just like... Fuck it, Jughead. Our parents could be murderers. <laughs> um, and so then he continues on about how the name of the game, which is Elderver, the, the setting of G and G, the mystic realm of Elderver, uh, is an anagram for Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only exists here in Riverdale, which is why we couldn't find it online. Yeah. What well, if it only exists in Riverdale? What about the rumors from last week? Huh. It was like Greendale. Those people talk about it in Greendale, so I guess it can exist in Greendale. Also, if that's the case, maybe you should check local print shops. Is there a box factory in Riverdale? We can see who's who's making these right? books. <laughs> uh, but he keeps going on that the more he plays, the more he understands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, how do you catch a game master? You become a game master yourself. Like, they're, they're going for the classic, you know, uh, uh, criminal profiler thing. Yes. You know, like, he's got to get in in the, the this guy's head to understand him, to bring him down. But what if he goes too deep? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's like, I'm going face to face. <laughs> and it's, she's just like. It's sort of like any given Hannibal Lecter story. Yeah. That, yeah. She's like, well, fuck it. Fine. Play your game. Stay in the bunker. You're at least safe here. I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to head back to the real world where things exist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, over at the lodges, uh, Hiram's all sweaty and like, oh, I went for a run and you should go for a run with me, Veronica. It's so nice. And by the way, did you know your boyfriend got shot with a whole lot of rubber bullets? (laughs) And he's probably going to be in jail longer. That's what you get for trying to escape. (laughs) Uh, And she, she storms away. After letting him know that he's going to be in the prison that his own money made paid for. Mm-hmm. Which is not true because he would go to an adult yes. uh, detention facility. Yes. Uh, but as soon as she's gone, he calls... Uh, Warden Norton. Yeah. Who I love in this episode. I liked him before, but he's got some great scenes coming up. So we catch up with actually Warden yeah. Norton uh, as he is in Archie's cell. Uh, and we see Archie is strapped down to his bed. Yeah, he's he's got like five lengths of rope tying him down. And then suddenly, Warden Norton pulls out a really burning hot branding device. Do prison cells, are, are they wired for a furnace that can brand kids? They shouldn't be. I don't think they have like, I don't think they have electrical outlets. <laughs> I'm assuming someone ran really fast from the kitchen. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't is, know where that came from. Is this well, coal fired? Well, what it's is this still device? That fucking hot. Yeah. But he's like, well, this will be a reminder that you you can't fight destiny. And then he freaking brands Archie like the hot slab of beefcake he is. Yep. <laughs> you married me. Uh, so Betty is having a meeting with Josie and Kevin and Reggie and is like, okay, so this is what your parents did. And they're like, that's bullshit. (laughs) Reggie especially is like, there's no way my dad cosplayed. Yeah, he did. He does not do shit with weirdo nerds. And uh, Josie and Kevin are very offended at this characterization of their parents. They're also very surprised to learn that their parents were up together way back then. Yeah, yeah. Betty's like, we, we gotta investigate this. So you gotta investigate this, but you can't let them know you know. <laughs> you gotta be subtle about it. So Veronica uh, calls up her buddy Elio. Yes, Elio, who you might remember from a a very small appearance in season two. Where she was, like, interviewing new mobster boyfriends. Yeah, the the speed dating sequence. Elio was the the closest to good one. The the Sweetwater River Casino dude. 
Yeah, that promised his casino wasn't going to be dirty. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's at the speakeasy. Mm-hmm. She is inquiring about Leopold and Loeb's detention center. And that, Wally, since you're in the mob, you have connections to the mob and you can help me with mob stuff. Yeah, you haven't been disowned by your mob family yet. You you can do some asking around for yeah. me. Yeah. So he's like, okay. Yeah, she she owes him a, a favor, you know, TBD, I guess. So she has to shank someone. Eventually. That's Eventually. how it usually is, yeah. But she compares the Sweetwater Casino to the Menagio? The, the Menagio! Uh, the Menagio? The Menagio! I, I assume this is a Las Vegas casino where you have to have multiple sex partners, yes? So we've combined the Mirage and the Bellagio. Oh, I thought we combined Menage a Trois and the Bellagio. No, I'm, go- I'm going with Mirage okay. and Bellagio. Either way, Danny Ocean cleared them out. Yeah. So yeah, Jughead's angry at his typewriter, and then he gets uh, interrupted by angry Tony and Cheryl, mm-hmm. uh, who they were says ha- the boys have gone off the deep end. And so then we find out that Fangs and Sweepy have been practicing their archery skills. <laughs> Fangs is throwing empty cans in the air while uh, uh, Sweet Pea just sort of like shoots skeet but with a bow. <laughs> Which, in the middle of a tent city, is incredibly dangerous. Uh, Tony almost lost an eye. And super honest to teenage dirtbags. I love this so much. They're having such fun. Such innocent fun. They're having a great time. Yeah, they're just practicing because they want to go off the board with their game. They want to go LARPing. So the way Sweet Pea is just shouting to demand, I love this idea that you're not cool unless you play G&G, and you aren't hard unless you're a full-time costumed LARPer. He's <laughs> losing his street cred right now. The manliest activity someone can engage in <laughs> is some full-on Swedish LARP bullshit. Yep. <laughs> so Jughead's like, no, I'm the game master. We're not going to go off the board. And they're all like, what the fuck, dude? Like, we've been in the mud. You're like keeping us down. We're just like your peasants. There's a challenge to his authority. And so he rises to that challenge so, in an incredible manner. Jughead grabs a can Puts it on his head and tells Cheryl to get her bow and arrow and shoot. <laughs> yeah, he demands to be William Telled. And as we all know, Cheryl doesn't miss. Uh, and he's all like, well, Sweet Pea, if you got something to prove, put that can on your head and get in front of the tree. I... No, you don't want to do it? Well, then come get me when you're ready. Yeah, like Cheryl, Cheryl doesn't want to. And then he's like, she shoots while he's in mid-shout. Which is a moving target. It's a bad idea. But, you know, she's Cheryl. She's the best. She does it. It's so, like, raw and they're like gorillas beating their chests. Yeah. But in order to sit behind the DM screen and say, hail and well met, traveler. (laughs) Well, CP's like, you're crazy. And he's like, no, I'm game master. (laughs) (laughs) And then he stompers off to his tent. And that's why I'm issuing a challenge to everybody out there, every GM listening to this. James D'Amato, you're going down. You can't flirt your way out of this one. What are you going to do? Shoot arrows at each other? I'll do whatever. I'll play chicken. I'll go skydiving. I will tie my foot to your foot and we'll go with knives. You could just, I don't know, play another round of running around Riverdale. (laughs) I'm talking to you, Austin Walker, a.k.a. Professor Killer, a.k.a. KRS-3, a.k.a. Andre-2999, a.k.a. Jean-Luc Gohard, more like a.k.a. D.O.A. I'm taking you out. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Matthew Mercer, critical role, more like a critical hit upside your head. There's a reason they... You saying there's a reason they call my show six feet under because that's exactly where y'all going. What 
Moki, I have no idea what he's doing. He's lost his. He's lost it. <laughs> You're scaring the dog. So meanwhile, back at uh, the speakeasy, Veronica gets a call from Elio, uh, and he's like, "I can get you in, but gotta be my date. Come incognito." And she's like, "A cognito? Is that is that a new kind of Mercedes? I guess I can ride one of those." <laughs> Uh, so meanwhile, uh, FP has found out that Jughead is, uh, still messing around with everything. Um, and he, he you know, he's very unhappy because he says, boy. He treats this game like it's hard drugs. <laughs> like Jughead. <laughs> but if Jughead was doing hard drugs, he wouldn't care. Like Jughead fell off the wagon and he found, like, like a heroin kit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or like he started drinking himself. <laughs> uh... Jughead's all like, you know, I know you play G and G, Dad. I know, I know all about the principal. And he's like, fucking Betty. No, Alice. It was Alice and then Betty. Damn it. So he cautions Jughead that what he knows is only Alice's side of the story, which is not how he remembers it going down. And I'm just like, flashbacks. Come on. No, no the, the whole season is just uh, uh, last episode combined with Rashomon, every member of the Midnight Club. That's all I want. <laughs> it's just a big spinoff now. It's two shows. FP points out that other people could have been sneaking around the school. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I said. The principal could have had his own game. Mm-hmm. Like, all this is, they just don't know anything. They don't know. The possibilities are infinite. And Jughead's like, well, here's my theory. It was someone who planned Ascension Night. He also goes in about how, you know, it's someone who's been playing longer and deeper than anyone else, and he's going to catch him. Someone who's level four. <laughs> he's, I'm going to catch them all, Dad. I'm going to catch him. <laughs> I'm going to fill out my goblin decks. So meanwhile, Josie and Kevin are having a nice double date, I guess, mm-hmm. with uh, ex-Sheriff Keller and ex-Mayor McCoy. Uh, at Pops, uh, and they're like, well, you know, we just don't know much about how you guys met. Uh, and so they're like, well... They deny everything. They, 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 they deny spending any time together in high school, that they having any co- friends in common. That they weren't in clubs together, that they didn't interact, and they're like, well, did you play G&G? No, we didn't play it. I think that Tom is denying it, not because of, like, all the murder business. He's just really embarrassed about the costume. (laughs) He should admit it, though, because then he and his son can have something to bond over. They're pretty well bonded. They're they're good together. Even more. (laughs) Uh, But then Sierra's like, well, since you're both here, there's something we should discuss with you two. Hard cut, but you can guess. Uh, so Elio takes Veronica to the pit. Bum, bum, bum. And then we see uh, a figure being brought in with a hood. And she's like, I'd recognize those abs anywhere. (laughs) And wouldn't we all by this point? By now, 40 episodes. I recognize his abs too. I'm pretty sure even though I've never felt them. I could feel them, yeah. like, with a blindfold and no. Yes, that is KJ Appa's stomach. Somewhere between a, a Braille reader and a personal trainer, you would just know. I would just know. Be okay. like, yep, yep. He he fights, and then after he- and Of course he wins. Archie always wins. He He's in the, like, locker room alone, icing his hands, and somehow Veronica gets entrance, entrance mm-hmm. ability to this. And tells Archie that they have 20 minutes. So she cleared this with somebody. Something. Somebody who's managing the schedule. <laughs> and she's all like, what have they done to you? And he's like, I don't want to talk. And then they have sexy time. And I'm like, no, no, you fucking talk right now. You're like, hey, they put me in this. They're like beating the shit out of me. They won't let me see my dad. Joaquin's here. Like, oh, <laughs> come on. They killed a dude. Like They can multitask. They're very good at this. No, instead, let's just have sexy time against this dirty locker. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a great idea. After, as they're yeah, redressing. They do get time to talk, apparently. But they don't talk about any of these things. <laughs> instead, they just suddenly jump to, well, I think we need to have an old-timey prison break. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they and start putting together a plan. Because there is a grate at the center of this uh, a drained pool. 
as yes. one might expect. And uh, he's like, well, you know, I did have to hose the blood down it one day. Maybe I could fit in there. I don't know. And she's like, curse your broad shoulders. <laughs> I know some broader ones. Our four friends that are joining Jughead on this quest are sitting around a nice fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jughead comes out and he's like, okay, we're going to get back to Elderver. Mm-hmm. We play tomorrow. And he's got this sheaf, this stack of printed pages. And they're all so flippin' excited. <laughs> they all cheer and scream and throw stuff in the fire. Well, did you see how he could face down that arrow? He must be the best games master. He must. You have to step it up, darling. <laughs> yeah. Betty is with uh, Josie and Kevin and Reggie. And uh, Josie and Kevin are filling her in about how they just straight up lied. And meanwhile, Josie's also having like a breakdown about this marriage. Yeah. Because that, that's, that's what, what the announcement she wants was. to talk about. Was they're engaged to be married. Kevin seems fine with this Josie does not seem okay Which is weird because she has a much weirder A more tense relationship With her dad What's happened with uh, Well yeah Kevin seems really close with his mom Though she has been overseas The entire run of the show They're not like actually divorced right Maybe they are now Maybe they are maybe they have been They're very estranged I'm just like I feel like we missed a point In where that relationship became non-existent maybe that's an upcoming plot point miles is going to come back and refuse to sign the final papers yada yada that kind of drama but maybe that's the reason she is more upset kevin's more the hey my parents i, I want to be happy uh together or separately while she's like ah oh, my dad feelings are so tangled up and complex <laughs> Reggie also uh, lets him know that he asked his dad, and what he got in return was a black eye. Yeah, he, he's wearing these big old shades, and then he takes them off dramatically to reveal that, guess what? His dad's not dead, but he should be in jail! Very abusive. Poor Reggie. Poor Reggie. And the way he acts about the jingle jangle with his mom, I have to think his mom's pretty abusive too. At least emotionally. She's very overbearing. Yeah. We, we likely weren't seeing her at her best, but still. Veronica rushes in mm-hmm. and is like, okay, gotta pause what you're dealing with. We got a teen fight club and we gotta break Archie out of jail. <laughs> and they're all like, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When you're right, you're right, Veronica. <laughs> so back in the sex pit, the sex hole. The sex hole, thank you. Betty comes to Jughead who is lighting all the candles to burn the pit down mm-hmm. uh, and get ready for the quest. They better have really good ventilation. This this is underground. And she's like, well, it's a long story, but we got to break Archie out of juvie. So <laughs> I need your help. And he also takes that in stride. Like there's no, this is the most Riverdale thing to me. Th- these two are meeting up. They, they haven't spoken for a while. Like, um, I know you want help with your subplot, but... We're doing a jailbreak for a juvenile detention facility that's running underground uh, uh, blood sport fights that is named for a pair of serial killers. I'm just too busy. Well, not, they weren't serial killers. That's they right. They only killed just, one child. Just just one very, child tortured to death. Views, yeah, very gruesome tortured killers. It's it's much better. You're right. Frankly, every prison should be named that I way. really want to know why they named it after <laughs> them. You don't name shit after bad people. Really? You shouldn't. Because there's a lot of things named after Confederate generals in this country. <laughs> yeah, they crazy. No offense, Southern people, but some of your pe- the people down there are crazy. But this all gives Jughead a flash of inspiration. This is just the spark he needed to to really bring his G&G prep to life. Yes, because the quest he created lacked heart and uh, humanity, and this is it. Mm -hmm. It's the missing piece, a rescue mission. And Betty's just like, fucking shut up, I'm taking your bike. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. I love her so much. Meanwhile, Archie is having a very big dinner with the warden and he figures figures out well fuck this is my last meal <laughs> but yeah a uh, big old uh linen tablecloths there are dishes under cloches yes 
And so he plays his cards right. And he's like, well, you're getting rid of me. And he's like, yep. (laughs) Since this is my final meal, gonna ask some questions. So he's like, how did Hiram pin the murder on me? He's like, this is a James Bond play, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And the warden's, of course, like, well, yeah, you're gonna die. So let me tell you. Hiram paid $10,000 to all of that person's friends, so your life's worth $30,000, and now those people are hiding maybe in the woods somewhere or something, but if they were me, they'd hide in the mine, because no one's going to find you in the mine, and I'm like, that mine is going to be important in the future. <laughs> no, that that's the mine from Chilling Adventures. We know all about the mine. It's where the devil is. Then he also is like, well, does Hiram own you? And he's like, my soul belongs to no mortal. <laughs> and this is when he starts singing Ave Maria. But no, it's no. not that at all. He's talking about how the thing his soul belongs to is watching them. Always watching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're just like, it's the fucking Gargoyle King, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's what I, I scrolled down to the uh, prediction section of my notes mm-hmm. right there and said, oh, well, he's he's a disciple of the Gargoyle King. Prediction. Sorry, guys. So uh, then we are in the game pit. Mm-hmm. And this is where things get really cool. Yes. So everything from here on, they mirror. Yes. We go back and forth between Jughead and the four playing their game. And everyone on their rescue mission. Partway in the middle of of this, I realized that this is exactly what I asked for early in the season. Mm -hmm. I I said that the Gargoyle King would be defeated by parallel action between uh, the action kids in the real world and the game kids like doing a sort of sympathetic magic thing in order to to bolster them and give them uh, aid in in the fictional reality, the the meta-narrative. Yes. And that is exactly what this episode is, and I love it so much! Jughead is is setting the stage for the rescue of the Red Paladin, who has been captured by an evil emperor and uh, turned into an instrument of war. Yes talking about how they have to come up with a distraction for this and while this is happening we see Josie and Kevin and Moose making well I thought they were going to be like straight up bombs attached to but, uh, but we'll see they're, they're doing some sort of chemistry yes and and a hiding yes, some, with some cans hiding their projects inside a recycled aluminum drinking can Betty is wearing her serpent jacket. Her serpent queen's robes. And... With fingerless leather gloves. Hell yes. And is, uh... Uh, Veronica is laying out the mm. real world equivalent to, to Jughead's fantasy narrative, talking about escape routes and pointing on a map. Betty suggests uh, an extra layer of, of uh, protection on their escape. Yes. Meanwhile... Archie and Joaquin are preparing for the fight. Joaquin's like wrapping his hands Mm -hmm. and Archie's warning him that something's going to go down, but he will come back for them. He will get them out. And then Joaquin grabs his face and smooches it. Which Jughead in the parallel uh, uh, narration calls a Judas kiss that kicks off the, the, the first... Uh, thing to go wrong in the rescue. Joaquin stabs him. <laughs> just stabs him in the gut and says, sorry, the warden said if I do this, I will finally ascend. And this is when I erased that thing I wrote about the warden in my prediction section. Yeah. Because, like, it, it's happening right now. Right There's, now. This is a show that does not believe in delayed gratification. Nope. It just comes at you. <laughs> So Archie is gushing blood, and he is grabbed by the guards, and and Jughead says, or the game begins. And Archie is taken out to do a fight that he surely will not win with this gaping wound. But at this point, I think, no, Archie's probably got it. He's just that good. Like, who, who would they have that could take down Archie even under these circumstances? So, meanwhile, I didn't make as many notes about what, like, was happening with, like, the game, mm-hmm. but everything we're talking about here is being shadowed in the game. Like, whether it's, what do you do now? Or this is happening, or yeah. our, our hero meets this. But Heist Crew shows up in their disguises, yes. uh, spearheaded by Veronica and Reggie, uh, and, th- and they go up to the uh, guard in front of the the sort of 
disused rec center that yeah. houses these fights. Uh, meanwhile, in, in the sex hole in game reality, mm-hmm. uh, there uh, is a, a sentry that is there to impede their progress. And uh, Cheryl, Deadeye Cheryl, proposes using an intimidation spell, which is when Veronica starts uh, going off like, I don't need the current password. My name is Norton, you know, like Warden Norton. Do you want me to call him? Mm-hmm. No, 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 it's fine. You can go right on in. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, good, because I want to see blood. Maybe yours, maybe someone else's. I don't care. Let's <laughs> just let the river flow. And as they go past, the game players cheer that the spell was successful. Yeah! Uh, and then Kevin shows up to deliver drinks, like a delivery boy. Yes. Drinks that are then distributed on the inside by Josie in a caterer's outfit. Yes. And I will say that everyone's heist gear, they look amazing in. Like, Veronica's skirt makes her look two feet taller somehow. Yeah. It's a very long skirt. Except Josie. Yeah. Straightened hair is no good for her. It's not my favorite. Josie is a creature of elegance and style. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Archie is thrown into the ring. His fight partner. Mm Mm-hmm. Is Mad Dog. Back from the dead. He's not dead. The the largest shoulders on earth, this boy. He has more abs than Archie. He has more abs than anyone. He has more abs than a Rob Liefeld character. He has more muscles on one arm than I do in my whole body. Like, his shoulders and upper arms are so big that when he does his big flex... For one thing, he looks like a big old triangle, but it makes his fists look like tiny baby hands, in like, proportionally. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, and Archie tries to, like, talk to him, like, Mad Dog, what you doing? What happened? What's going on? And Mad just... Dog silently beats the fuck out of him. Meanwhile, Betty is sneaking around, ripping apart the inside of cars, very uh, Sound of Music style. Yes, yes. Like those nuns. I think the same parts. Like she is tearing like (laughs) starter motors out of cars. And these cars are all like fucking 1950s Studebakers and shit. Like these have to be like chilling adventures of Sabrina (laughs) hand-me-downs. Where did they get all these cars? So, So meanwhile, Kevin is now at the outlet of that that pipe. Yeah, the, the drain pipe, which mm-hmm. has a big old padlock on it they weren't expecting, or a magical warding spell if you're following the Jughead side of the plot, his version. And then, well, Kevin's there trying to, like, well, damn it, this is locked. <laughs> Joaquin runs by. <gasps> He's all like, Joaquin! Kevin! <laughs> uh, and they're like, we're breaking Archie out. What are you doing? Uh, Nothing. It's too late for Archie, and I, I gotta go. Going to the Serpents? No, I joined another gang. Betrayal. And Traitor. Uh, Kevin is just, like, jaw-hanging, staring at the fucking love of his life, running off running into the woods. Away. Not staying with him, not going to his other friends, not saying anything. Not getting a smooch. Not not getting any word of, of consolation or, or anything. And Joaquin just goes. Just goes. I, I was trying to maintain who was who uh, in, in the, oh, yeah. the split. I mean, Veronica and Cheryl are clearly paired. Uh-huh. Uh, Kevin and Fangs are paired characters. Uh-huh. But the others don't take that many independent actions, so I honestly don't know. I think it I, kind of floats around a bit, too, because yeah. there's more, like, people. Than... I would I, I would guess that Sweet Pea is uh, Reggie, but that's more of a physical match. Yeah. Night- Reggie has no part to play in this adventure. <laughs> Reggie's arm candy. Reggie does stuff. He does stuff coming up. He does do stuff coming up, yeah. Uh, So in the pit... Archie, like, grabs a hold of Mad Dog and just, like, lets him punch him while he's like, I got a plan. My friends are here. We're going to make a break. We're going to go down the the slide chute. You can help. You can do it, too. You can come with us. Mad Dog insists that there's no hope for him. He cannot make it out. He tried the great before. He doesn't fit. 
Betty shows up at the outlet of the gate, and Kevin's like, I saw Joaquin! I got to go! I gotta go find him, Betty! (laughs) And he takes off and leaves Betty to pick the lock, which we know she can do perfectly fine, so go ahead, Kevin, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So then uh, we find out there's going to be a curveball in the game, and Cheryl grabs Tony for safety. (laughs) But the curveball is this ancient dragon dripping with evil, coated in ill-gotten treasure. And meanwhile, Veronica sees her dad. (laughs) Her dad in Gomez Adams cosplay. (laughs) Full-on mobster meets Adams family, and I love it. It's a black, double-breasted suit with white pinstripes, a jeweled tie pin. He's Gomez Adams. But, like, the really thick, like, white pinstripe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's so good. You know he's wearing, like, white shoes with, like, the, the... Or black shoes with spats. Yeah, like the yeah. spats on it is what I'm thinking of, the white spats. And so he, like, sees her, too, and immediately grabs her. And they're, like, going off at each other about how, like, the scam ends now. I can't do that, daddy. All this. Does she kick him? Uh, she stomps on his foot. That's what it is. With her spiked heel as hard as she can. Which, in the meta-narrative, is, uh... She impaled the dragon with her secret dagger. <laughs> And Cheryl celebrates on that quick thinking move of hers. So she, Veronica gives the signal Mm -hmm. and Josie and Reggie put their science project to work. Yes. And apparently they've created smoke bombs that are attached to these pop cans. I love that all of these uh, mobster underworld high rollers watching teens beat each other to death are drinking Store brand Diet Coke when they do it. (laughs) It seems unrealistic. (laughs) Out of the can. (laughs) So they they pop their smoke bombs and throw them into the pool. Mad Mad Dog like pushes Archie and is like, I can't fit, but I'll hold off the guards. Go! 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 Mad Dog is my hero. Mad Dog 2020. So we see Mad Dog, like, punching a few guards, but we don't know what happens to Mad Dog. We don't know. Is he alive? He's Did he lost. make it? Is he dead again? Lost in the fog. He's, he's Mad Fog now. So, so, and we come back and we see everything cleared out and the smoke gone and the warden looking at the drain and just screaming at the guards to find him. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Betty has picked the lock just as Archie gets there all muddy and gross and bloody. But his hair is still perfectly spiked up. What product is he getting (laughs) in prison and without his benefits? Like when we saw him in his room, all Mad Dog stuff was gone. The TV was gone. It's not like he was getting special favor moose. Yeah. He might be getting special favors from moose, but we haven't actually seen him on the show for a while. So Betty, like, pulls him out and hugs him and puts, like, her face on his, like, gross chest. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, ooh. Also, his stab wound has got to be super infected, right? Oh, yeah. He's going to get some gangrene. Oh, he's dead in six hours. The the tension has risen to a fever pitch. It is now escape time while uh, Betty uh, leads this mighty chase uh, on on her bike. On Jughead's bike. On Jughead's bike. With his helmet, with the, the crown. It's her bike now. He gave it up to be yeah. a fucking nerd. Okay. While well, he's ju- a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> While Jughead is narrating this uh, incredible uh, chase on horseback, asking for no input from the players. Oh, he did, though. He's like, well, they're after you. What do you do? Do you keep going? And they're like, yes, <laughs> we keep going. Asking for no dice rolls, engaging in, in no game mechanics. He's just reading his novel. You know what? His players seem okay with this, he's though. They just are just reading a novel. They are in enthralled and the thing is the the advice to write what you know means such a different thing when you're living the life of any of these teams (laughs) (laughs) write what you know is ridiculous bullshit that would be thrown out of every publishing house or being too contrived and then you show like actually if you'll watch the six o'clock news that i taped this happened to me (laughs) so betty is on the bike Archie on the back behind her, mm-hmm. and a bunch of the guards are following them in motorcycles, too. And Jughead is talking about how 
you know, you're urging your horse to fly, mm-hmm. uh, but hell itself is chasing you. Um, and then Betty uh, swerves off one way, talking about, well, will you escape? But then there's a cliff, but the cliff in the real life is a whole bunch of cops. Mm-hmm. And so they have to stop. And then this is when they take off their, their helmets and we find out that, no, it wasn't Archie. It's Kevin. Kevin's a decoy. And Kevin looks really good in a serpent Oh, jacket. my God. Kevin in, in bike leather? Jesus. I want Joaquin Kevin I gang wish- action. If Fang saw this... Fangs would be all over him. If Moose saw this... Sweepy saw this, he'd suddenly be like, hey, Kevin. Yeah. Everyone would be all over Kevin. Everybody. Everybody. Uh, I'm all over Kevin. Cheryl's Uh, lucky Tony didn't see this. uh, Well, if Cheryl saw this, she'd be all like, hey, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's going. They'd go to the menage. Uh, So we find out that Archie... Has been led to a waiting car with Veronica, Josie, and Reggie. The and real getaway car. He is bleeding a whole fucking lot. Oh, it's a lot. They they throw him on a Riverdale like sports team jacket, which I think is a really nice touch. Like his first taste of home is the beauty and camaraderie of high school football that those poor prisoners could never understand. <laughs> Uh, so meanwhile, in the sex hole, mm-hmm. Jughead is like collapsed from exhaustion of telling his story. And they're all asking him what's next, and he just doesn't know. He he cannot tell them whether the red paladin survived or not. While he is saying this, the warden is asking Kevin and Veronica where the red paladin is. <laughs> and Kevin's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? Betty? fucking love betty here she is ready to mace the shit out of the warden and just holding her little pink mace can in his face (laughs) which makes him tell his guards to retreat and go back that stuff hurts yeah it's a big ouchie uh also she's within her rights neither of them have broken any laws that they can prove no and uh they're prison guards they don't have arrest powers no Back in the sex hole, mm-hmm. they're still, like, after drugging about, like, well, what happened? Like, did he die? Is he okay? What's going on? Uh, and then suddenly there's banging in the bunker. That's why we call it the sex hole. Other banging. <laughs> like, bang, bang, clash, clash. And they're like, oh, what's that? Let's, like. And Archie falls 12 feet. <laughs> so if he wasn't bleeding internally before, he is not. And everyone cheers because the Red Paladin is is safe. His return to home base to be given a, a magic potion. Yeah. Or sewn up by by Tony and her... Her special skills. Her special skills. Send so, Tony to medical school, please. I Can that like, be season four? Is Tony really good about stopping infection? Because is, he will die of this. Can Tony enter a pre-med program or, or maybe become a volunteer EMT? And so, of course, uh, they're all there and they're like, well, what happened? Who did that to you? Well, it was Joaquin. But Everyone's shocked. The the warden, I think, made him do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, he wants to know where he is. And they're like, you're in Dilton's bunker. And he's like, what? <laughs> Dilton has a bunker? And they they had to put him there because the only people in the world who know about the bunker are the people currently in the bunker. Or dead. Or dead. Uh, so it's the perfect place to hide him. Mm-hmm. Veronica also notices his his brand. Yes. Which we see for the first time is a Gargoyle King writing symbol. It, it is one of the runes that was found uh, several times before, including uh, on the backs of Dilton and good old Ben Button. Yes. And he's like, well, the warden did that. And like Jughead starts to put it all together. The wheels are spinning. This, this is the first time Betty starts to believe uh, that Jughead's onto something about the, this broader game, these greater patterns. Mm-hmm. That, that it is, is more than what it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Veronica makes them all make a pact uh, that they are not to tell anyone that the bunker is there. Uh, that no one was involved and they know nothing and they're going to take this to their grave. We all know how that went last time. We were here last week. (laughs) Yeah. Just wait till y'all have kids and they get into some bullshit. 
So meanwhile, at the lodges, Hermione is ripping into Hiram. Yeah. About how Archie escaped from an underground fight club. What the fuck? Husband. And you knew about it? Don't you know I have civil rights groups breathing down my neck? Like, oh, there are civil rights groups in this town? Who knew? You you couldn't tell by seeing the things that happen in this town. The Sisters of Quiet Mercy? Anyone (laughs) tell them about that? Anybody. Anybody. Anyone? Anyone? You knew they were abusive fucks when you were 16. (laughs) So then Veronica comes in, Hermione starts yelling at her, and it's just that their their obsession with Archie Andy Ar- Archie Andrews will destroy the family mm-hmm. and storms out to go deal with the press. Yes. Meanwhile, at Pops, Kevin and Josie and Reggie are there, and they're they're having some milkshakes. Mm-hmm. Kevin is telling them about how he he saw Joaquin, and Joaquin is out there, and he needs to try to find him. Mm-hmm. Reggie is all like, "Well, are we are we going to do this? Are we going to do it?" They have. We need to find to know out for themselves. They have to know what their parents are hiding, what Betty's not saying. And so they pull out a copy of G and G, and Reggie slides it over to Josie. And just as they're about to start, a news bulletin from 1944 comes across the radio. Interrupt it. It starts with, we apologize for interrupting the top 10 countdown. And so I have to wonder, was the music we were hearing before these low, ominous chants? (laughs) Does that count as pop music in Riverdale? Was that diegetic? Is that part of the top 10 countdown? Yes. Yes, it was. (laughs) Uh, the news bulletin is about Archie being an escapee and how he's going to take refuge in Riverdale and it's a manhunt and they all want him, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Everybody's hunting for this man because they could recognize those abs anywhere. Meanwhile, Betty and Jughead are on watch over Archie and they're talking about the symbol and how it's definitely the Gargoyle King and that things are so much bigger. Mm-hmm. But Jughead is taking too long of a shift. He's running on fumes, so Betty sends him home to get at least a couple hours of sleep. So, meanwhile, the warden... We didn't talk much about Warden Norton in The Escape, so I'd like to double back to that. Like, the entire season so far, he's been very stern, very composed. He's soft-spoken. He just is constantly in control. Yes. He's he, he not in control during this shit. He's like a man made of stone. But he immediately starts screaming as as he loses that control. And it makes it so much more powerful mm-hmm. when whenever he he cuts loose and you can see like whatever energy is inside this man tearing its way out. Yes. It's so good. It I love this character, which is why I'm sad. <laughs> Sad that uh, after he looks at his quest card. Yeah, this game he, that runs on quest cards. He uh, takes a, a pill of cyanide. Dissolves it in the exact same the f- model goblet. And some blue fresh aid. Again, they are coming from some factory in, in Korea. And drinks it and then foams blue foam at the mouth and dies. And we see that his quest card, his failed quest, was to kill the Red Paladin. Mm-hmm. And during this, there's Jughead's voiceover. Will we ever know why he did it? Uh, was it because the game was over? Or was it the Gargoyle King calling him home? <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, in the woods, Jud- Jughead is walking. And he sees the Gargoyle King. And what does he do? Yeah, a- after a moment of hesitation of like... Planning things out in his head, he he makes himself seen and and starts to bow before the Gargoyle King. The end. See you next week. See you in two Two weeks. weeks. Because uh, we got the holidays coming. Ah! (laughs) So, darling, what did you think? Like I said at the top, I do believe this is my new favorite episode of Riverdale. I, I... wrote that in my notes toward the end of the chase when uh when Norton and Betty were face to face. Yeah. And you start to see that this uh parallel effect isn't just for dramatic effect. Jughead was actually right when he starts asking about the uh 
the red paladin. It's like, oh, 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 why is this surprising? But it was. I'm like even Jughead, more into this now. Does Jughead have a connection? <laughs> How does he know? Well, and like that weird thing where he's talking about it and then the warden's talking about it at the same time and it's almost like they were fucking connected or some shit. Yeah, you, you start to wonder if the, the layers of reality have bled, but no, Jughead was just right. It's so good. And like, I feel like, okay, for all our people out there who like don't actually watch Riverdale, mm-hmm. I think you need to watch this episode. For you, the costumes. Well, <laughs> that, that the whole escape scene to like actually Incredible. see how it's mirroring. You because earned I, that People's Choice Award. We we can't explain that the right way. Like we, no, no. matter how much we could try, all, it's so well done. All we can do is praise. It is beyond us to recreate. <laughs> so I'm just like, go go watch it. Go watch that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so well done. I mean, it's it's got a heist. It's got the best kind of heist where you aren't getting something boring like a whole bunch of cash. Mm-hmm. You're you're getting your best friend. Jailbreaks are the best heists. Yeah. Yes. There's also so many surprises in this one. Joaquin stabbing Wha- with Mad Dog. Yes. With, you get Kevin and Joaquin seeing each other. I, again, uh, Norton breaking loose. Yes. And, and delivering on that slow burn. Yeah. The The branding like there's, <laughs> that's wild there's just so many things that are like what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know i i i really enjoyed this episode uh oh uh one thing that i should have mentioned way way earlier toward the beginning of the episode uh griffin lick my sackle roy bam gotcha burned really <laughs> <laughs> i married you for some reason <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> last week was a, a big old weird episode that has the, the potential to change everything, how we see all these characters. So, of course, it is time to check in with the teens on Instagram. Okay. So here's someone's theory. Uh, did anyone notice that Sierra was writing on the bathroom mirror in red lipstick? And then when Alice went into the bathroom, flip for your fate was written in the walls and mirrors with what looks like red lipstick. Mm. I think that Sierra could have something to do with it. The special lipstick ability that only certain people know. The secret hidden lipstick technique. I mean, it, I was, it, it would be effective foreshadowing if that's where it goes. I mean, she wrote really fast then and went through a lot of lipstick if it was her. <laughs> you don't know how long she was in, in the stall. Yeah. You know how pregnant people are. They spend a lot of time in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I know from like other people, but I like wouldn't know. <laughs> just just imagine if she did spend like 45 minutes in there and you, you kept cutting back to her and hearing like someone shuffling as they step like one foot to the left. What's the thing? Like, to write to write it 50 more times and then another step. Right. <laughs> uh, this one is more of like a thought, which I'm like, yeah, now that we know this, it's an interesting thing. Uh, I used to like Nana Rose and I thought she would be a great guardian for Cheryl. But after hearing what she did to Penelope uh, was just awful. Now I don't think Cheryl is safe anymore. Mm. Uh, she was never safe in the first place. Yeah. And this is like a really good point that I don't feel like we focused on is that that changes a whole lot of stuff there. Right, right. Like if there is a sequel, if there's a, a college years flashback, is it like a Nana Rose redemption story so you can still feel good about liking current day Nana Rose? Mm-hmm. Is there something where it's going to be like, oh, Nana Rose uh, was trying to, to break this cycle, but Papa Rose... <laughs> Papa Rosa, his famous restaurant. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I'm going with, like, Ponderosa, but Papa Rosa. Everybody loved Papa Rose in, in the new metal wave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it was his idea, and she was just forced along for the ride. Or, yeah, are we going to say that just like a lot of people, Nana Rose is complicated and has different things going on at different times in her life? And sometimes is a terrible person. And her relationships with different people. We don't know. We don't know. I would love to see that come back. I, I yeah. Would, yeah. 
That's all I got from the kids. <laughs> I think most of them were really confused. Really? I don't know. I, I say that because there wasn't a lot. Okay. So I'm like, were they just like too like unaware of RPGs? Maybe they were all like, oh, we know this already. All the same people are making out. If we learned anything, it's that we have to expect present day Fred and Alice to do a smooch. Because mm-hmm. that's the only past smooch that hasn't been a present smooch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's coming. Mark your calendars. It's gotta happen. Speaking of predictions, let's, mm-hmm. say, let's say some. Yeah, and you got one for us? Uh, okay. There will be a war all across Riverdale High between all of the game masters for supremacy. Oh. Josie and Jughead will have pistols at dawn. Ooh. Yes. What if there's like violence that happens like people game masters getting stabbed yes yeah that'd be good (laughs) my my big prediction that i I came up with early this time what if the gang that joaquin talked about joining Mm -hmm. is actually the farm the farm the farm is the gang so i i have two things it could either be the farm Mm -hmm. which would then connect to the whole like the farm is involved with this. It's been a while since we met with the Evernevers. Yeah. Or it is like the Gargoyle King mm-hmm. or something. Um, I mean, we we know he's down with the Gargoyle King. Yes. Or at least he's down with the guy who's down with the Gargoyle King. So if he joined the farm, that would be the first big explicit hint that they are one and the same. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's that's my thing is like, I think, I think though that... That's an idea I have. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've, I'm, if we're going to go that route, I think that's where he's going. I, I think they're going to uh, find some old game modules for G&G that describe, you know, the, the whole Black Hood saga as uh, uh, Griffins and Gargoyles adventure mm-hmm. or uh, the, the murder of Jason Blossom in, you know, some uh, uh, – Ancient lich destroying his progeny sort of framing Mm -hmm. in order to to frame, you know, the entire show so far as all planned out according to this mystic order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that there's going to be like rival game action happening Mm -hmm. um, that either interferes or crosses each other's paths. Mm-hmm. So like, like like how they hinted at with uh, Father Doily mm-hmm. and Penelope, mm-hmm. yeah. But instead of just saying no and then joining into a big group, there will be tension. Yes, yeah. And I think there's going to be a whole lot of secrets too. So like, you know, we got Reggie and Kevin and Josie, and they're not going to want people to know. Mm-hmm. And I think with what's going on with Jughead now, he's going to maybe get more secretive about what he's doing and what his plans actually mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perhaps to further investigate. Because he, he is playing this game in order to stop people from playing this game, or at least stop the game from being deadly. Yes. Yes. So I feel like there is going to be a path of secrecy for him with where other people don't know what his plan is. He's going to go to the farther extremes. I feel like that's going to then somehow like affect the other games or the other people and like apocalypse of the mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, they're they're it's going to escalate though. They're eventually going to decide that this game is like antiquated uh, uh, bullshit. Game design has moved on, and they will play Apocalypse World by D. Vincent Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it has sex moves, so it fits the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mad Dog will return once again. Oh. And not only will he return, he will become the new main character. It'll be a part of the, the upcoming Nick Spencer run on the Archie book that uh, Mad Dog will join Riverdale yeah. and become the central focus of the whole brand. Yeah. I love Mad Dog. I need more Mad Dog. <laughs> I'm, I hope Mad Dog isn't dead now. I'm hoping that eventually when all this comes to light, Mad Dog gets his freedom. Mm-hmm. Gets reunited with his family. Mad Dog could be dead or not. On the one hand, a dead prisoner is a lot of paperwork, is a lot of questions from above. On the other hand, it's Warden Norton. He can take care of that shit. There, there's yeah. nothing that says he couldn't. Well, or also... he, he couldn't have arranged it before he drank from the goblet. Well, and they also got a prison break to like cover it up exactly. with he was just a casualty of this mm-hmm. process. I don't want him to be dead, and I want Kevin and Joaquin to smooch. 
And I want to see Jughead wear the Gargoyle King crown. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I so want that. I didn't even realize it till I said it. <laughs> but I want him to like take off his beanie and put like the crown of the Gargoyle King on. All right, that, that counts as a prediction. Oh, and I, and oh, I think it's going to happen. I want that and it's going to happen. That's and really yes, good. that is my prediction. That is my prediction. I know this in my soul. Like I know the cult in the woods. I feel so, it. So in two seasons or so, it's going to happen. Maybe, but I feel it. There are certain predictions you just know in your soul are right and this is one of them i felt nothing no. like this since the the cult i feel it too i feel it i don't have a specific prediction uh but i have two questions okay. that i that i think are, are bound to come up well one is a question will it come up again or not these three paid off witnesses that are in the woods or in a lake or in a mine or dead what's i think up they're with gonna that? try to find them okay it does seem like a nat natural next step to yeah. clear Archie's name. I also think that mine is going to be a very important thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's where we'll get our Sabrina crossover eventually. <laughs> they got to go through the pit of hell. Yeah. 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 Connect with the devil himself. What if Jughead goes there and like is all like, hey, Satan, I need help with the Gargoyle King. That asshole. My cousin sucks. I'm so sorry. And he says his name's the Gargoyle King, but it's really... Francis. Francis Edwin. Francis Edwin King. He still owes me five dollars. <laughs> you think the devil cares about five dollars? Yes, I think he cares about two cents. He's the devil. He's going to hold it against everyone. I guess. Second question. Mm -hmm. Who was Norton's game master. Because for a while, once it became clear that he was uh, down with the G&G, &G, but before his final scene, I didn't know if he had a game master or if he was a game master. Well, who was it that right before he killed himself, they said was here to see him? I thought they said Hermione was there to Did see him. Did they? Yeah. Which, what? like... For one thing, she must have prepped a lot for this meeting, and all that work went out the window. I feel so bad for her. But yeah, does that mean she's his game master? She, <gasps> she used to play. She did. I think we can say it's not Hiram. No. Because Archie asked him if Hiram was like his boss. Uh, yeah, my, my soul belongs to no mortal. Would someone that deep consider their game master a mere mortal i have to wonder no but i don't think it'd be hiram mm -hmm. i still don't think so i think that would like cut him out it's a question worth mulling over and i think we will find out i don't know if that will be you know the thread they pull on to unravel the mystery like the three witnesses are, are much more likely to be but i think we will find the answer to that question someday yes so instead of these possibilities uh, let's talk about some certainties, what we know about the upcoming episode airing in two weeks due to American Thanksgiving. Yes. It is called Chapter 41, Manhunter. Manhunter, of course, is the 1980s film uh, directed by Michael Mann, the first uh, cinematic uh, appearance of Hannibal Lecter. Uh, this is before Silence of the Lambs, played by a, a non-Anthony Hopkins actor. Oh, uh, Will Graham was portrayed by the, the guy that would go on to be the, the main character of CSI. Oh. Uh, and this was an adaptation of the, the Hannibal Lecter novel that would also would be remade again as Red Dragon with Edward Norton in that part and Anthony Hopkins as Lecter. Ah. Yeah. Ah, I haven't seen any of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Manhunter is really good. Red Dragon's Okay. I like the two actors I just mentioned in it a lot. Yeah. Also, Ray Fiennes as the bad guy in Red Dragon, amazing. But okay. Ray Fiennes is the bad as the bad guy in anything is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, in our trailer, sometimes I don't know what I write. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote, saw him, others. Jughead says he saw the Gargoyle King and that there were others. There's yes, a really quick shot. I couldn't tell if there were like adherents to the Gargoyle King or other Gargoyle Kings. I couldn't tell. 
It's one of those. Yes, yes, that's what that was, and I also do not know. Archie is in hiding. He he's hiding his his bright red hair in a trucker hat and like trucking through the woods, crouch walking uh, through the woods. We we find Joaquin. Very greasy. Uh, Joaquin is very disheveled, and he, he's saying more gargoyle king nonsense. Uh, and they're they're showing him the symbol, and they're like, "What does this mean?" And it means sacrifice. They find another example of the symbol Veronica does on a computer file icon. <laughs> Apparently, you can get uh, Griffins and Gargoyles in PDF on DriveThruRPG. <laughs> Amazing. But only in Riverdale. Only. Uh, and that's about all we know. Oh, uh, Betty demands the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth from her mother yet again. Yes, well, of course. What is it about? I'm guessing maybe the farm this time. Probably. But, but we don't have that context just from the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. What What if that whole conversation is because she thinks it's the farm? Oh, the, the farm is the Gargoyle King, is the many Gargoyle Kings. Mm -hmm. Could be, could be. We'll find out in a fortnight. So what else we got? Well, I, I have some more people who uh, GM games online. No. But all the ones I didn't mention could kick my ass, so... Why don't you go ahead and mention them? <laughs> I'm scared. It's okay, I'll kick his ass for you. <laughs> Let's do the wrap-up business. Well, with that, we will not be here, uh, as we said, next week because of Thanksgiving. We also won't be putting up a bonus episode in the meantime. For the same reason, there's no regular episode. So in that nice break time, it gives you plenty of time to catch up. Uh, to tell your friends and family around the Thanksgiving turkey, like, hey, maybe, you know what I like listening to? Maybe just keep it to the kids' table, but not the really little kids' table. If there's a medium table <laughs> at your family Thanksgiving. Um, you can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you like to listen. That helps people find us. And you know what? People are going to need a lot of entertainment over the next week. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of road trips. Mm -hmm. A lot of hiding from family. Oh, yeah. A lot of football games. They're like, wow, football takes a long time, doesn't it? Oh, it takes so long. <laughs> Please enjoy Goku and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I really want to see Goku and the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. <laughs> and I want to go, Goku! And you can also follow us on social media. At sex underscore Archie. So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. I'd recognize those abs anywhere. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. Please.